The first reading is from the book of Psalms, Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a wild young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Our second reading is from Luke chapter 2, starting to read at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. A reading from Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. 
Steph, thank you very much for reading that. And Ollie, thank you for the music. Isn't it great to sing some uh, carols to get us in the Christmas spirit? Uh, we're going to spend a few minutes uh, thinking about that passage uh, from Luke 2. So if you've got a Bible, uh, please grab it and turn to page uh, 1027. Uh, 1027. Uh, oh, it's apparently on the back of the uh, little handout as well. How, how organized we are. Uh, so you can, yeah, you can look at it there uh, as well if you'd like to. Should we pray uh, as we look at this passage? Heavenly Father, we thank you that this is your words to us about the first Christmas time. Uh, and Lord, as we look at it, we pray we would see the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, uh, as Ollie said at the start, this is kind of, you know, imagine you're sitting yourselves around uh, someone's piano in their, in their front room. Uh, you're getting in the Christmas spirit. You know, all we need kind of is a nice log fire over here, a few stockings. Unfortunately, risk assessments wouldn't allow that. But here we go. This is the best I can do for tonight. Uh, now, just imagine the fire gently warming your feet. Your favorite carols playing in the background. Nice drink in your hands. It's relaxing, isn't it? It's nice. Today is apparently Stampede Sunday. That's what the papers have called it. Uh, they were expecting 110,000 people in the Trafford Centre this uh, today. Uh, apparently in the UK, there will be 9 million shoppers today spending £1.2 billion in just six hours of trading. That's £3.3 million a minute, which I knew you'd all done in your, you know, in your maths. Now, with all that hustle and bustle going on around Christmas and all the things that we've got to do, getting the presents, uh, ordering the turkey, uh, sending the Christmas card to that relative that we never talk to any other time of the year, isn't it great to get to the point where we can stop by the fire and relax? Now, looking at a few of your faces, you're, you're kind of thinking, when am I ever going to get to do that? So let me offer it for a few minutes uh, tonight to sit uh, and relax. But it is only going to be for a few minutes before we're back out to the business of Christmas. And so tonight, I want us uh, to see the, the peace that Christmas offers. Uh, a peace that is far longer lasting, uh, a peace that is far deeper, something that the, the Bible says is beyond understanding. It's something we can forget in this busyness. Uh, And yet, it's a piece that puts the cares of this world in perspective. It's a piece that gets us looking beyond this world. To that world we all want. A world full of peace and calm where the lion lies down with the lamb. It comes with that peace from God that was in that reading from Luke 2. It comes at that first Christmas. So as you're already seen comfortably, uh, I've got you, Andy. Let's pick up uh, the story. Um, now, uh, we've, uh, we're picking up in that third reading we've just had. Uh, and it's kind of, we join the nativity. Jesus has just uh, been born and we're in a field uh, nearby. Imagine the, the dark, starry uh, sky over a bird. We've got some nice uh, stars up to help you get the picture. Maybe a small campfire. Uh, and uh, you're a shepherd uh, sitting around the campfire, just as you normally did, every, as you did every other uh, night of the year. Everything is normal. But then, from nowhere, an angel appears. 
It's a pretty surprising sight, if you think about it. An angel suddenly appearing uh, in this darkness, uh, the glory of the Lord shining around. Look at verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I mean, it's not surprising, is it? They were terrified. They've never seen anything like that. They're shepherds. They deal with sheep, not angels. But angels appear in the Bible when something monumental is happening. And there's nothing more monumental than what's happening here this first Christmas time. We've been singing about it already this evening, haven't we? You know, the shepherds don't know it yet, but they're going to get the greatest announcement, uh, that, an announcement that changes the world. Look at verse 10. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good, no- good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord's. They come with this message of, of good news, of great joy. What is it? It's the birth of a baby. Now, not just any baby. You know, when my kids were born, I didn't get an angel uh, coming to announce their birth. This is, a, this is a special baby. But to these unknown shepherds, imagine you're one of the shepherds. You know, you're pretty much unknown in the area. But you are the first to hear of this great news. This news, this baby, who in just one sentence is called Saviour, Messiah, and Lords. See, only an angel is impressive enough to announce this baby. For years and years and years, people have been waiting for this baby to be born. They had a glimpse of it in the Old Testament prophecies. They knew he was coming. They knew he would sort out problems. And now he's here. Announced by an angel, nothing less would do. This long-awaited promised king. This, this, this is God stepping into this world. This is the most monumental, world-changing event. And imagine being a shepherd sitting there hearing that. You're not going to be caught by the, the bleating of the sheep anymore. You're not going to be thinking of that potential wolf attack as you normally do at this time of night. You're gobsmacked by what you're hearing. This great news that will cause great joy. What a privilege is it, is it to hear this. Uh, and yet, in the back of your mind, perhaps you're also thinking, there's no way I'm going to see this baby. We're just shepherds. We no one really likes us. We never venture into Bethlehem, let alone uh, the rich part of the town where this baby must be born. I mean, he's a saviour, lord and messiah. He must be in in one of those grand houses uh, on the edge of town. You know, we're not going to be allowed in there. But as those thoughts run through your mind, a second surprise happens. It's a surprising sign. Look at verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The baby's not in a palace. The baby's not with rich parents being waited on by servants. The, the baby's not in the expensive cots with the finest baby grow on. He's in a manger. A feeding trough for animals. Dressed in cloths. 
the best analogy, it's not perfect, but the best analogy I can think of is, is this. Imagine uh, all the reporters uh, out, outside the Lindo Wing at St. Mary's Hospital waiting for the news that Prince George was to be born to William and Kate. Inside, they know that the Lindo Wing uh, offers uh, private chefs, champagne to all the guests, and they're waiting for the news. The crier comes out to tell them about the birth. Prince George, the third in line to the throne, has been born. But you won't find him here. Turn around, head towards Paddington Station, and you know that tunnel, the one that not many people go through, where the homeless live, you'll find him there, in a damp cardboard box. Can't imagine it, can we? And yet, Jesus, the one who existed before the world began in the glories of heaven, the one by whom and for whom the whole world was created, he chose to be born in the equivalent of a damp cardboard box amongst the homeless. But as a shepherd here in that, I think there's a bit of reassurance in that. You see, shepherds wouldn't have been allowed near the palace. They wouldn't even land in an expensive home. But around a feeding trough of animals, well, that's where they spent their days. They'd have been allowed to come and see the baby. It tells us about Jesus. Jesus is the great Saviour, Lord and Messiah, whose presence on earth must be announced by an angel. Nothing less would do for this most monumental event in history. And he came to earth to be with us, to be one of us. To be born in humble beginnings, showing he's a servant king, showing that anyone can come. And that means we can come. The shepherds could come 2,000 years ago, we can come today. Those humble beginnings show we have access we wouldn't be allowed near the glories of heaven. So Jesus came to us. Came to earth where we'd be allowed to see him. And of course he then takes us to the glories of heaven. So we come to him as as Christians have done for 2,000 years. We we hear his words in the Bible. We speak to him in prayer. We have a a promise-filled relationship with him. He's accessible to anyone who wants to come. Anyone who wants to come to Jesus can do just as those shepherds did that first Christmas time. And as we're shepherds sitting around the fire, we're probably now thinking, what? How? And as those sorts of going to our mind, a whole company of the heavenly hosts comes to proclaim what Jesus has come to do. It's a surprising song. Look at verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Do you see how the, the uh, announcement from the angel went from this kind of, uh, the grandeur of the birth of the Saviour, Messiah, and Lord to the loneliness of him being 
in a manger. So the song goes from the grandeur of the, the glory of God to the lowliness of the people on earth. Uh, and it's perfectly logical and right, isn't it, to start with that, that grandeur of God. He's the one who has taken the initiative in this great uh, peace-making endeavor. He's the one who's come down to start it all off. Like Psalm 29 that we read earlier. God deserves all the glory. But from this great and glorious God in highest heaven comes peace. Peace through his son who came down to the lowliness of a manger. And of course, it can only be through him. There's no other birth where this announcement is made. It's just at his. Peace comes. And it comes through Jesus. Through his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. Jesus provides that way for God's favour to come to people again. For a relationship of peace to begin now. For a peace that will uh, go on into eternity, will fully and finally realise it then. Can I say, that is the greatest surprise of Christmas. God came into the world as a baby to bring peace to us. God came into the world as a baby to bring peace to us. Now some of us uh, here would already know that peace and it's good, isn't it, to be reminded at this time uh, and each Christmas of it. Uh, whether Christmas is, is something that you're excited about or equally if some, Christmas is something you're going to find hard this year, painful. It's good to remember the peace that God gave you that first Christmas time. Because when we see that peace, we know, look at verse 14, at the end, the end of that verse, God's favour rests on you. God, who is in the highest heaven, the creator and the sustainer of the world, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, this God looks at you here on earth with favour. It's like... Like a, a new parent looks at their child for the first time and can only love that child. So God now looks at you with nothing but love. His gracious, his merciful favour is on you. Because of his beloved son who came that first Christmas time. And that's why we uh, can again imagine we're shepherds and follow the example of the shepherds. You know, we've heard the amazing announcement of the angel. We've heard of this great king, God on earth, that only an angel was uh, amazing enough to announce. We've, we've heard the sign that this baby is lying humbly in a manger that means we can come to him. We've heard the song of the angels proclaiming glory to God and what this new baby has come to do. And so, verse 15, when the angels had left them, and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. If you know this piece, then hurry to Jesus. Hurry again to Jesus. Worship him. See the amazing thing that God has done. Give him the glory. And then tell others about it. God loves you. You can go and tell others of that love. Christmas is a, is a natural uh, time to do that, I think. But equally, I'm aware that there might be some here tonight who don't yet know that peace, uh, that peace that comes from God. And I want to suggest if that's you here tonight, then you also need to follow the example of the shepherds and go to Jesus. Given what we've heard, given what we've sung this evening, surely it's worth just finding out a little bit more. A little bit more about this peace. Why we need peace. How Jesus brings this peace. So we go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Hurry off to see Jesus. Some ways you could do that. Continue reading Luke's Gospel. Read through. Read about Jesus' life. Uh, and, and see the great things he's done. If you want to uh, think about that then some more, then in the new year we'll be running a, a Exploring Christianity course. Um, there's some uh, flyers at the back uh, or in the rooms uh, out the back there. If you want to come along to that, just fill one in and give it to me or to Paul. Uh, we'd love to give you information uh, to come along and find out more about Jesus and what he came to do. Yeah, perhaps ask some friends here tonight uh, about Jesus and who he is. Let's all be like the shepherds. Let's run and see Jesus again. Now in this busyness uh, of an excitement of Christmas, I hope you do get a time to stop. And as you do, hopefully your thoughts can return to these surprises. The surprising sight, surprising sign, the surprising song. And most of all, the greatest surprise of all. That God came down to earth as a baby to bring peace to bring God's love, God's favour, God's grace and God's mercy to us. Should we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for that first Christmas time, that great announcement by the angels that you would uh, step down into heaven And Lord, so we pray uh, that we would be like those shepherds. We would run to Jesus, whether it's for the first time, whether it's for the hundredth time. We would run to Jesus, see this amazing thing that you have done, that you have told us about. And Lord, we would long to see more of him this Christmas time. Amen.